This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by patrons such as yourself, your friends, your loved ones. Look out the window. Your mailman may be one of our patrons. Say, hey, Skippo, what's up with all these bills? And he'll say, sorry, got to pay those fine folks, duckfeed.tv, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. You heard of it? And then you should get him fired for doing two jobs at once. Fuck that guy. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. These hunts of everyone all locked up inside, waiting for it to end. It always does, always has, you know, since forever. But it won't end nicely, not this time. Even some folks hiding inside are going by it. The screams of women folk, the stench of blood, the snarls of beasts. None of them's too uncommon now. Yarnum's done for, tell ya. But if you spot anyone with their wits about them, tell them about this here Erden Chapel. They'll be safe here. The incense wards off the beasts. Spread the word. Tell him to come on over, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. Hey guys, and I'm Dave Klein. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a hunter's favorite. Yes, and this week we are talking about the Cathedral Ward. And as you heard, we're joined by Dave Klein. Hey, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, so people may remember uh, Dave from last season, where we talked about uh, Belfry Luna. Mm-hmm. and uh, and the like and uh, you may know him from his youtube channel dave control live uh dave you know why don't you uh, just let everybody know if they're not familiar which they should be and if if, if they're not we haven't been doing our jobs because mm-hmm. uh, we you know we uh, we mentioned the show your show and channel pretty frequently but uh if they're not familiar why don't you let us know a little bit about uh what's your background with the, the series and the like but, oh my has belfry luna changed and <laughs> well actually i'm playing i'm playing it right now so i haven't gotten in there yet for um scholar of the first or symphony of the first sin as i like to call it Mm. (laughs) i I just like to combine it with symphony of the night um but yeah so i'm dave of dave control live and i've been making bloodborne dark souls souls related videos for almost two years now it's coming up to two years at this point so lots of lore related videos dark souls lore dark souls 2 lore now bloodborne lore um comedy one-off videos about the games as well as um I i have a series of super shows where i do comedy retrospectives and i've covered dark souls in there so uh, I'm starting to broaden out a bit and do like history shows and things like that. But I I talked about Kingsfield, all the From Software games. I'm a huge FromSoft fan in general. Yeah, one of the things I love is uh, whenever in any of your lore videos you you hit up that ancient city soundtrack, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's yep. so good. Yeah. So like every time I can hear music from the ancient city, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's great too because I I don't know. It's nice for that aspect when I throw in that stuff because I'm like I appreciate this, and I'm sure there are people like you, Cole, who <laughs> who get it or like yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're doing there. I I know <laughs> what you're pulling. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's super smart from like a, well, I'm sure everybody has heard this boss's theme here. So, and also it doesn't fit like the Kingsfield soundtracks are more ambient, and so it just fits over the kind of stuff that you're trying to do. Yeah, well, especially with Bloodborne. Actually, that's kind of the issue with Bloodborne lore videos is I've had people ask me, why don't you use more Bloodborne music? And I'm like, <laughs> well, look, it's good music. Don't get me wrong, but it's not good music for this type of 
video. <laughs> yeah. Most of it's very dissonant boss yeah. music, which is great, but not for a lore video. You should yeah. just you should just put out one video where it is all that and say see. Yeah. <laughs> like a compare and contrast. Yeah. Also like version one and version two and version one's the intense bloodborne <laughs> yeah. lore video with yeah. all the bloodborne music. Well the risk is if the if the intense one is more popular. Yeah. <laughs> um Yep. Yeah, everybody, you know, I can't, I can't recommend Dave's channel mm-hmm. enough. Like, uh, you know, everybody who's listening should definitely check it out. And we are very happy to have you back, Dave. Yeah, thank you um, so much. I really enjoyed last time I was on, so can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, cool. Why don't you let us know a little, uh, tell us what we did last time. Yeah, so last time we dipped down into Old Yarnum, uh, where we saw kind of where the Beast Scourge began, at least on mass. Um, and after defeating the blood-starved beast the wrong way, I might add, uh, and claiming the <laughs> Thumaru Chalice, uh, we headed back up to the hub of the Cathedral Ward, looking for a new way forward. Wait, wait, <laughs> did you guys parry the blood-starved beast, or what was the, what was the wrong way I you did. were doing it? Yeah, I did too. I did forever, and I didn't until literally my first time not parrying was for a new uh, a new video I'm working on, which mm-hmm. will remain undisclosed for the time being. But for a new video I'm working on, I was fighting the Bloodstar Beast scan. I was like, why don't I just try dodging this time? Mm-hmm. And it was so much easier. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a particular trick we'll talk about in the appendix that we just uh, all of us just had a mass hysteria where we looked it over. So. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so Cathedral Ward. Sorry. <laughs> Cathedral yeah. Ward. Yeah. I just got really excited about that. <laughs> um, so, so the Cathedral Ward um, is where Gilbert tried to send us from the very start of the game. We talked to Gilbert. He said, hey, if you're looking for blood, these guys know blood. <laughs> um, and uh, it's actually blocked off from Central Yarnum, um, where most people seem to live. It's kind of barricaded off. And but it's connected to all these different areas. And uh, we've made our way into the Great Chapel of Erden, which rests at the center. And it's filled with these kind of alien statues um, or the, that's actually that's not the Erden Cathedral is where we're at. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there is the this great chapel. Are the great yeah. Cathedral has those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But both of them, all of them got the peanut heads. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, there's really we don't know who lives here or what this is like day to day. However, there is a locked door at the top of the Healing Church workshop. Which we'll yeah. be talking about way later in the season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we, we know that cathedral dwellers live in there. That beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> yeah, the melt, the melted candle man. Yeah, Flory. Yeah, Flory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's <Don't> forget me. <laughs> he's yeah. more. Uh, he's, he's he's more cloak than man. Yeah. 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 I didn't know um, for the longest time that he actually had a body until <laughs> uh, you can clip through and see his amazing butt and be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. keeping yeah. it tight. Yeah, it's it's like uh, how they used to do the, shoot the Muppets. Like they just dug out the floor yeah. and have him him under there. Like well, that's, what I, a table. that's what I thought it was. But it turns out he's actually knelt over. If you clip through his uh, mm. like he's yeah, he's kneeling and you can clip through and see his entire body. Hmm. Hmm. But, but yeah, at first I was like, is his body just in the floor? And <laughs> not. I, yeah, I thought it was exactly that, though. Help, I've fallen. <laughs> I'm, yeah, st- I'm, I'm stuck. Go help I'm falling and I'm part of the floor. Go, yep, go, <laughs> go, go into the basement and just like find a broom or something and push me up through the hole. <laughs> like when Homer Wait. gets stuck in the, uh, yep. yeah. in the radiation tank. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's surrounded by incense. So, you know, it's all right. Yeah. Actually, that's an important thing, though. I don't know if you guys have talked to, touched on incense or not, but he's the one who really tells you about incense and what it is. Yeah. It does. The purpose. Disguise and yeah, scent. Yep. Disguise the scent to keep the beast away. <laughs> Which ends up this being, you know, this is kind of a, a haven, a safe mm-hmm. haven. This is our, this is our hub, our nexus, a little bit. Yeah. Um, for this, 
Um, so the kind of, you know, we come up with these theses for, for each area. And this one, we kind of, uh, Cole has come up with, well, I'll let you say it. Cole, Cole <laughs> writes these, so I'll let him say it. Yeah. Um. Yes. So just uh, in, in, in thinking about this area and what it represents in the whole of the game, uh, just th- this, this sentence comes to mind. One step behind the truth and always at a dead end. Right. Because we came here uh, for answers. Right. But, you know, at the very front door of this answer, in fact, at the multiple front doors we find, uh, it's locked and it's away. And you get the sense that uh, the, the, the what you're looking for is always kind of like moved one step ahead of you. Right. Mm-hmm. And even go- even though in retrospect, like once we get kind of finish out what we're going to talk about this area, mm-hmm. that's a huge kind of coup as far as the answers we're looking for, even mm-hmm. if we don't realize it at the time. Exactly. Like we don't have the context for what it means, but this is the first step in the story kind of getting real, mm-hmm. um, you know, and doing that switch that we've talked about a bunch where it's like you start off and it's like, oh, it's the werewolf game. And then <laughs> this is the first thing hinting like, nope, it's not a werewolf game. <laughs> Random know? aside, your thesis just makes me think of when I played Grim Fandango about a month ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I mean, because I always every time I would make progress, I'd be like, well, great. I'm just at another dead end and don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> so I, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. But yeah, this this area definitely like they, they try to make you think it's important right off the bat because there's a cutscene when you enter it and super spooky cutscene. Yeah. And even though even then though, you really don't know much about it when you first enter. It's just like, all right, well, there's this creepy weird guy sitting here talking about wanting to bring people to join him and that's <laughs> yeah. about it. That's pretty much all you get. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, we're directed here, right? So we have another reason to feel like we should trust it because if we go back and visit uh, the Hunter's Dream and talk to German, he he has new stuff to say usually after kind of major events or boss fights, mm-hmm. and uh, he tells us actually to seek this this chapel. Yeah, this is the dialogue that opens up after you beat the uh, the the Bloodstar Beast. Like he specifically mm-hmm. drives you up towards you know the the workshop, uh, you know ascend uh, to Erden Chapel. Yep, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so so inside here, you know. The, uh, the cathedral dweller, um, it's weird that like, so this guy turns out to be a solid bro. Like this, <laughs> this is a, an unden, you know, undeniably good character in the game. Uh, but from software can't not give people creepy laughs. I feel like, <laughs> like no matter who, who they are, they have to be kind of spooky. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I just ooh. want you to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like even when he gets panicked, he's a little Smeagol like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I think they did a good job, or the voice actor did a good job, because even with the dialogue and this creepy laugh, you still, at least I still felt like he was trustworthy, mm-hmm. even though there's that hint there of like, can I trust this guy or not? In the end, I decided I felt like he was, and I think that's really more props to the voice actor for yeah. doing a good job. I like that ambiguity and the way that the, the, the way that it subverts who you can and can't trust. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. is it, it? It definitely we're definitely benefited by that uh kind of uh gray area i think another important thing though that you touched on um i think it was gary who said this was that it's that dialogue of ascending odin chapel and i mm-hmm. think a lot of people don't realize or you know you breeze through that stuff you don't think too much about it because this mm-hmm. is called the cathedral ward and we never really hear it referred to as odin chapel again outside that one bit of dialogue yeah and i i mean we do have you know, the cemetery of Odin, which is right next to it, mm-hmm. um, um, that area. But the fact that it's called Odin Chapel, I think, is incredibly important. It's something that's really necessary to note on and remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, we were talking in the green room a little bit about um, about that, about some some information about uh, about Odin. Do you want to kind of let us know what you were thinking? About yeah, that? I mean, I, I obviously don't want to say too much because as we're going step by step, but we do find the formless Odin 
uh, rune here if you go up a bit, which I guess is skipping ahead because technically you need to have access to Upper Cathedral Ward to get it. But well, you beat but the Bloodstar Blood Beast, so you can get there. Yeah. So you beat yeah. the Bloodstar Beast, it opens it up, you can get the Formless Odin rune, and you find out a little bit about Odin, which is who this chapel is named after, and he's a formless deity. It's a formless great one who is all about blood. It's That's what this deity is about, and we're starting to really get these important connections here that Odin is the great one of blood. Mm-hmm. This is the great cathedral, which is the church of he- blood healing, which is <laughs> Odin Chapel. So all yep. of a sudden it's like, oh, this must be the great one that they specifically worship. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Is that the same room that uh, the same room that talks about uh, uh, the fact that taking blood is communion? I, th- I, I think that room, communion I think room is called communion. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's just called blood. It's just like a, like a rune of blood. I have it in the notes. I can locate. I can locate. Yeah, I know it there's later. the communion rune which says that formless Odin or formless Odin might also mention communion though, mm-hmm. and I can't remember offhand. Yeah. But that is super like weighted language when you're talking about stuff that you put in your body. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, what's interesting here um, with this uh, the the dweller asking us to bring people is this also corresponds with Yosefka mm-hmm. um, now asking you to send her survivors yeah uh, and her demeanor kind of changes right like initially yes. she just wanted you to go away to protect the people who were in there um and now she's saying that uh she cannot ignore her hippocratic oath which that's odd yeah <laughs> there there there's a hippocrates yep. in, uh, in <laughs> the world of bloodborne yeah so yeah i was, I was thinking too i like that language as well because hippocratic goes with hypocrite and hippocrates mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh it can kind of go both ways yeah. yeah, it's kind of a sly little little hint because we've been we haven't gone full into it, but we've been dancing around something being off with Yosefka. So if you're avoiding like, I mean, if you haven't figured it, it out that something's weird by now, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm sorry, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> but here's the other thing, too, with her, if we're going to talk about her, is that if and this is something I found out thanks to Marcus, her epic name, bro. But there's actually there's a crack in the door. And at this mm-hmm. point, now that she's changed her demeanor, if you look through the crack through the door. Um, you'll also notice that she's what she's holding is a little bit different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've actually noticed that too. I saw yeah. that in the same video, which is very cool. So mm-hmm. something's up. We're going to talk about her at length later. Yeah, but uh, now she's also asking for people. Yeah, so you have two different places that you can send folks, and we're going to see a couple people in this in this area. In fact, there's some people we can go back to um, mm-hmm. after this and send them in one direction or another. And um, it turns out that the chapel is probably the better place to send in most cases, except for one. yes. Yeah. So so in, so we have uh, this old lonely old woman who we ran into who is a cranky, <laughs> cranky old crone. Send her to uh, Yosefka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no. How am I going to get my sweet, sweet Z bars? Yeah. yeah, I know. I need to suck on her sur- purple drink. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I almost had slurple drink, which <laughs> Slur- is like I need to suck yeah, on that old a, lady slurple drink, which is, you know, I mean, gross considering sentence. what she gives you, that almost works. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But uh, she she initially, uh, you know, maintains her her uh, her hatred toward you, you know, just like, oh, I'll come here. But that doesn't mean I have to like you. But her, you know, I think we can talk about the way her story ends, because I, I don't think it's pinned any kind of like progression. Like after a while, she starts warming up to you. And that's because she's losing her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really cool kind of progression up until this point. As we mentioned, she gives you sedatives, mm-hmm. which uh also in this area is the first time you're going to see why those might be useful, even mm-hmm. though they're not quite useful here. 
Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you're be there is a time mechanic. progression throughout the game, which, I mean, now that you've been the Bloodstar Beast, this is the first time progression you really get, is mm-hmm. after the Bloodstar Beast time has now gone forward. It's a little bit further into the night. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's what marks her, um, yeah. her, her personal her progression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's it's super sad because, you know, after she starts uh, warming up to you, you can take advantage of her. She starts giving you sedatives. She eventually runs out, and she has mm. to go get more. And after the second time you send her to get more, she ends up dying. It's not yeah. sad at all. She's a cold heart <laughs> bitch. <laughs> wow. I, okay. Yeah. So so I'm trying to feather the break on the talking about old women being mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, man. Sometimes old women are mean. Yeah, this is like, true. Not yeah. all grandmas are good. Like, yeah, some of them are bad. Well, it's grandmas. like it's the funny <laughs> yeah. thing with the grandma that's like the super racist. They're just yeah. saying some crazy racist thing. You're like, grandma. Yeah, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah. The only reason. Oh, why the forties. It, it came from the forties. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. The only reason the grandma in this game doesn't rail off against gay marriage is because we haven't brought it up. But like, if we were somehow able to like. Hey, so this is a, this is a chapel. Like, what if me and you know my buddy uh, Lunarius want to want to get uh, get hitched? And then she would probably say some really really vile stuff. <laughs> so it's just, maybe it's just foreigners. Maybe that's her specifically her thing. No foreigners. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's her one. It's her coded remark. language. <laughs> Certain types, beastly oh, types. Gosh. Yeah, I think her warming up to you is just more to me. I interpret it more as just her going insane as opposed yeah. to her genuinely warming up to you. It's just that she's yeah. just not doesn't even know who she is anymore. And that's a thing with dementia, right? Yeah. Like uh, eventually, they they either start seeing you as somebody from their past who they were fond of or something. Like it's not to be like sad and a bummer, but like that's why I guess her story like resonates with me. Like oh, you're you're seeing her regress through becoming hardened by the by this process. No, that's yeah, true. You, I mean, she sees you as her son eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you ever have you've ever had a relative with Alzheimer's, like this is kind of familiar a little bit, you know, where they start they start forgetting their initial attitude towards you. Like I've been called a grandson by people who are not my grandparent yeah. uh, many times just through yeah. uh, through Alzheimer's. So, yeah, yeah. So so this area is kind of uh, confusingly laid out. We're not necessarily going to hit this linearly because you kind of make loops through it and explore these little side spokes. Yeah. Like it is kind of a strangely laid out area, and it's also the biggest area I think we're probably gonna end up covering in the game, possibly mm-hmm. out maybe outside of Yargle. <laughs> um, but it's very big. Um, so first, we're gonna kind of go through what we're calling the lower chapel path. Yes, and this is kind of the beginning of the staircase that leads up to the grand chapel itself. You can look up there and see it. It's got kind of a, a similar clock tower to what uh, Jura stands on top of. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it there. But the problem here is that that your 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 progress is baffled by locked gates and also uh some tough enemies right yep yep and uh so so we're just going to hit the the kind of main points the the specific encounters and new enemies and this is interesting because you run into one of my favorite enemies in the game here <laughs> uh, which are the the kidnappers yes the, the lanky bagman these um, uh these appear only after you defeat the blood starved beast yes and they appear randomly mm-hmm. like they're not always here this is not an enemy that's here all the time mm-hmm. um which is very cool like, you know, I, I like that a lot. Um, there are places where they do always appear, but this one does not always appear here. Right. Really? And I, I feel like from my my playthrough after the Bloodstar Beast, they were always in the same spot. Not I have definitely gone through this area after Bloodstar Beast and not run into dude. Unless it's really? something where if you kill him or get captured by him, he stops appearing. Yeah. Because those those can be triggers, but I've definitely had him not appear here. I've had him not aggro me. Like I've 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 uh, somehow managed to walk around his uh his run at me bro. Um mm-hmm. uh kind, kind of sphere um and just kind of felt like oh that's weird. He didn't get me. But then on a return back he got me there as well. 
it like it, like I said, it could be like he he caught me, mm-hmm. you know, or I got caught on purpose. Yeah. I say coquettishly. The um, <laughs> it could be that he caught me, and that is why that triggers him to disappear. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been through this area post Bloodstar Beast and not had him be here. Yeah. So, I don't know the specific mechanics of it. Yeah. Um, but, but these these guys, as it turns out, um, you know, are not just tough enemies. Like they are, <laughs> they're they're tough enemies. Like they can they can do a lot of damage. They have this real goofy kick. Uh, that that will I hurt you. I hate that kick. I hate that kick. That kick is like car, like charged with key or something. Like yeah. it just because he has like an explosion happens. Yeah, and, and and they but if if they kill you, um, something very cool happens and you get yeah. taken to another area that blew my fucking mind. Yep, the first time it happened. Um, but, but we're gonna talk about that area a little bit later. Yeah, it's funny because. I, I pl- was playing through the game side by side with Terramantis because we both got review copies and it was like the one person I could talk to. <laughs> and I, I got way f- further ahead than him at one point after that area. We were just like progressing at different paths and he was like, yeah, so like, you know, and talking about that area they take you to. And I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> and then it just turned out that like I killed that guy and got him past and he died to it. And oh, I just yeah. had no clue. So <laughs> I completely missed it for a while. And luckily I hadn't gone far enough where I couldn't trigger where I could still trigger the event. Yeah. Yeah. But for a moment I was like, oh no. Oh no, <laughs> what if I missed it? <laughs> I, I've definitely talked to people who did not know about this. Yeah. Um, which is very fun. Like mm-hmm. it is just a very like it. It reminds me of like whenever I get to talk to somebody who doesn't know about Dark and Orlando. <laughs> um, it's just like, hey, all right, you wait, know. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's a that's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. Um, it to- it totally is, and it's it's kind of an argument for being mediocre at these games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that later. But so rest assured, if if we're not talking about that event, mm-hmm. we will get to it. Yeah. Um, as of now, they're just tough enemies. <laughs> that uh that have a high consequence for being being killed by them and we will treat them as such mm-hmm. yeah there's also these uh these church servants which we, we, we talked about them a little bit last time uh but uh you know if there's anything we want to reprise here um aside from their creepy creepy faces which somebody pointed out that they on our facebook group that their faces look like the uh the the, the face of the <laughs> uh priest Marians? guy from uh from uh, uh berserk. berserk yeah uh yeah they do they do that's actually a really good point yeah, that's yeah I, they, they very much do. And also, like, you haven't gotten to the wheel, but the wheel's a connection. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they kind of, like, look like the Marians a little bit to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which I, I know you guys haven't covered, but if anyone's ahead, the Marians mm-hmm. are just a race in the game, and they kind of look yeah. like that to me. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, there's a flamethrower one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, get to, we get to that guy with the, uh, the, uh, the more intense weaponry. They're evolving. <laughs> yep. That one caught me by surprise the first time. I was like, ah, whatever. I'll just run in and hit him a couple <laughs> yeah. times. And yeah. he obliterated me. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, and they only show up at like in, in one particular area of this level that uh, that, that they're designed to take advantage of. Yeah. <sighs> the, the initial ones, like I don't have anything to add to them mm-hmm. mecha- mechanically other than that. They're some of my favorite enemies to fight because they're mm-hmm. so easy to parry. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we also yeah, run into like our, our, friend, our friend Eileen here. Yeah. Um, after, you know, so after you've, uh, you know, cleared most of the area, she is sitting, you know, just standing next to a coffin that looks like her silhouette mm-hmm. off to the left. <laughs> I've still never found her in this area. <laughs> I've still never found her in my own game. I saw the video where body posted in the show and I was like, I even like now I was replaying through it and I still haven't found her. I'm like, what the hell? Why can't yeah, I get I, her to show up? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what triggers her to show up here. Um, I've completed her quest. So she's definitely shown up here, but I don't know the specifics of it. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you don't need to talk to her here to complete her quest either. So Yeah. 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 So That's I think true. that she shows she shows up here just in case you missed her in the uh in the in you know, above the dry dock. Well she she also gives you a unique gesture here. Yes. Gesture here. So mm-hmm. it's not just that. Like I think she gives you the um is it shh? Does she it's give like you the hush? Sh- like shrug or something? Yeah, she yeah, she gives you she gives you a unique gesture here. Well yeah. the first time you talk to her, she gives you the shake off cape thing, and that's over back in the uh the dry dock area. But yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the sh- the hush that she yeah. gives you mm-hmm. this time. Which I still yeah. don't have. I want it. <laughs> he said <laughs> covetously. Yeah. 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 But uh, uh from here you can advance her to uh to, to go find her mark down in the uh, in the tomb of Erden. Mm-hmm. Which is a tough what, bite. Good. What tr- is that triggered after you talk to her here? What triggers that? Uh, I believe you talked to her. The way that happened for me was I talked to her and then kind of like warped out and warped back in, and she was down there. The uh, okay. the, the, the tomb of Erden. Um, that where you fought Gascoigne. Yes. Yeah. That uh, that that lamp eventually gets deactivated because you need to stumble across it. You know, mm. manually. See, I've always yeah. had that lamp get deactivated without talking to her there, so I hmm. figured it was a different trigger, but I I don't know what it is. I I don't know if it's talking to her either. I don't know what the trigger is for for that but i just noticed at some point i can't teleport to that lamp yeah. <clears throat> um you walk back there and she is fighting henrik um there and it's up to you to take a side yeah um this is kind of tricky just because if you accidentally hurt her enough she'll aggro on you and you don't want that if you're mm-hmm. trying to complete her quest so it is you have to be very careful about you know if you have like uh the um the blunderbuss or something like that like be careful about making sure you don't hurt her but yeah. she does require your assistance yeah like I, you know, I've sat back and watched for a while, and she was clearly losing. Right. So it's a fight of elders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this Henrik is also the uh, the like Gascoigne's old partner too, yes. which we alluded to before. Yeah, who's lived tragically long, yeah. tragically yep. long life. Yep, <laughs> up until Eileen comes and puts the smack down. A little bit is good because he thinks Eileen's his granddaughter. Yeah, I mean, every time I went with or I, I went over there, he started attacking me first, and then Eileen showed up to help me out. So hmm. I think he was like hunting you for killing Gascoigne. Oh, that's what I took it as. Hmm. Yeah, and then Eileen comes to help you, which that makes an interesting inversion with her quest line. Yeah, if as as the end, so huh. pretty neat. Maybe she sees him as uh, as being further gone as a hunter. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's kind of what I took it as. Since you kill Gascoigne mm-hmm. and he comes to kill another hunter, yeah, and you're defending yourself, I think that's why she comes in takes him out because <laughs> that's her job man she's the hunter of hunters <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the last kind of little bit in this area is up at the top of the the stairs near our gate there's a shield um, <laughs> which is there to make fun of you i love this i love this description so much shields are nice but not of the engender passivity like yeah. the contempt in that is so good <laughs> you know what's interesting is apparently they're actually pretty useful especially in the new game plus hmm the, uh, I, mean, I know that uh, Lobos did a run with entirely with the shield, <laughs> which is which is kind of crazy. Did he do? Uh, uh, did he have a weapon as well, or no? Just 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 shield. I want to say <laughs> like shield <laughs> only. Can, but wait, how do you even hurt an enemy with the shield this time around? I don't think you have a shield bash. I don't know. I just I saw. Mean, I just saw, saw the description. It I have the, to watch it. I was gonna say maybe. It, yeah, I'll have to watch it. I was, maybe he did it with no uh, no guns. It's just like yeah. I don't have parrying anymore. I'll just use the shield. Yeah. I he did. I mean, I would be very surprised if he just did a no gun run though. Like, I mean, it could be because I I should have looked at it before we started recording. I forgot the shield was here um, to look <laughs> at it. But like he because he did, the challenge stuff that he's done for Bloodborne has been pretty you know pretty intense. Yeah. I would be surprised if he just did a no gun because he's done no healing at all and he did um, fist only with no fist weapons or upgrades or anything. 
Yeah, all challenge ones are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it makes me think that like it'd be more than just no gun, but I'll have to look and see. Maybe there's a way. Maybe you can run into enemies, like charge them <laughs> to damage them or something like that. Like maybe there's something. Yeah, to it. I don't know. God, Lobos yeah. is a patience elemental. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he is very impressive to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So let's talk about the Chapel Well and Yarnum Path. These yeah. names mean nothing to me, Cole. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I, I I pulled them from the uh, from the strategy guide. Actually, okay. so there would be some kind of consistency in our nomenclature. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, did, <laughs> if 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 it's weird, then that is why. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is the uh, this is the area out the out the left of the uh, uh, chapel, right? Okay. Yes, and this uh, this kind of takes you. Um, if you go to the right from here, you go into Old Yarnum. But this plaza itself has uh, has some stuff of interest, um, including the Hunter's Set, which if you stand too close to, something completely bizarre and unexpl- inexplicable happens. At least inex- inexplicable for now. Yes. Yeah, that's that's uh, another one I initially missed too. That Terramans had to tell me about. I mean, like <laughs> I saw the like a portal of um what like space comes like, towards you yeah, like and blue. i just dodged out of the wave and i was like okay whatever and like i ran away blue hole something like that and he just goes no no let it touch <laughs> you and i was like why would i why would i do that yeah. <laughs> yeah but there's like there's no clear way to explain this aside from a blue light appears as you're standing over this corpse and you get picked up and held in the air by something massive and it yep. has kind of like a predator cloaking around it. You can see it's vaguely spider leg like but uh, you never really get a good glimpse of it until that later um, yeah. And then you're warped back to the ground and you have frenzy, which kills you. Yeah, it just explodes you mm-hmm. in the air. And like you see a status meter, but I didn't recognize what the symbol was. Oh, yeah. And this, uh, this will turn out to be an introduction to my long, <laughs> long hated enemy uh, frenzy here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I love this moment, though. I think it's just fantastic. A, the fact that it doesn't have to happen is great. <laughs> and B, when it does, just how much of a shock it is of like, what is this thing yeah what yeah. is this that's great. i love it <laughs> yeah it's you know it's a white block moment right like you hold down you hold down on the white block in mario 3 and all of a sudden oh, this could happen anywhere right yeah and uh and the fact that you don't have context for this until so much later in the game just makes it, it, it like i don't know like i would see this and i saw this and i thought it was kind of a bug mm-hmm. really not not yeah. not literally but like kind of a bug just in the game like was that supposed to happen or not yeah, I, it's like to me. I knew it was supposed to happen, but I also I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. You have no place to the put intent. it. Yeah, it's a it's a good place to put it because, as we mentioned, this is kind of the fulcrum on which mm-hmm. the, you know, the serious shit, you know, kind of changes here. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, you know, very very cool. We're also introduced to a new enemy, um, the church giants. Yeah. Uh, who are kind of like just big version of the church servants, but these guys are really great too. Like I like <laughs> the way these guys move and their posture, and the fact that they wear hats. Yeah, like giants don't wear just normal human clothes all that often, <laughs> and I love that they're wearing hats. Their coloration too, the fact that uh, they're that they have the white against the red. Like Dave, like this this is really is where the Thumerian kind of like look comes into play for me. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these when I specifically think Thumerians, I really think church giants. But then mm-hmm. just the white faces of the church dwellers also look pretty Thumerian. But the first time I fought these guys, I had a lot of trouble with them, and now that I know mm-hmm. how to fight them, they're incredibly easy to me. But the first time I was just like, I don't know, they're big and they're scary and they're lumbering and I, I don't know. <laughs> what's the what's the right way to fight them? Because I've always avoided them. Oh, really? You get in really close to them and wait for them to swing at you because they're pretty slow. And then just you dodge forwards when they swing at you. So you stand up to their legs. I always stand in, or yeah, you can stand behind them. I usually stand at their legs. And then when they bend down to swing at me, just 
dash forwards, hit them a few times, and then wait for them to do it again. Yeah. There's so few of them, and they're so rarely put at uh, like at real choke points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a couple of them on the the bridge up to it. Like I that that run up to to Amelia, I know really well. So <laughs> like I I ended up doing you know the one that's in the choke point there. I had to fight many many a time, and yeah. I would just get behind them and charge my axe, mm. and that that did good work. Yeah, on them. Yeah, but this one is standing on kind of a curved staircase. That if you go down, you actually get a really good view of Yarnum, like Yarnum yeah. proper. Right. This is what you were looking up on from uh, from Gascoigne's bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, um, there's there, there's one that carries a big wrecking ball. Then here a giant with a wrecking ball, which is pretty cool. See, yep. that was the one that gave me trouble for the longest time. And again, now I know how to beat it. But that one gave me even more trouble. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He's got like he hits everywhere. He just swings it around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Can't predict it. It just turns out you just wait for his frenzy, and then after he does his frenzy attack, you just be patient. Then you can get a couple swings in them, and then just back up and wait for him to frenzy again. Yeah, this whole area feels weirdly vestigial. Yes, um, and we talked about this when we talked to the cleric beast, and it's because there was originally a shortcut. Yeah, from the cleric beast down here. Yeah, I'm um, glad you little... mentioned that. I think that's really important to note. Yeah, because yeah, as of now, it's like, well, I already have a hunt. You know, I have a hunter set that I can get heading down this way. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the monocular here. Yeah, which is useful. Um, but that's, it does, it feels like, I mean, you know, questionably useful, it zooms in like a couple inches, you it, know, it is, it is useful for taking screenshots for podcast cover art. Yeah. It is the most useful lore tool of all time. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, I wish it zoomed in more. It's like a, it's like binoculars you can get at the zoo, <laughs> like in the zoo gift shop, you could buy binoculars and it's like, oh, these make me look 10 feet closer. You know, like it, it just, it's such a small amount of magnification. But if you, but, but if I, you turn them backwards, it makes it look like you're 10 feet further away. Well, and I like I'm scared of animals, so that helps at the zoo. But like, the, doesn't help me with looking. It makes at you wonder why you went there in the first place. And uh, you know, all my home is infested with animals. Um, it doesn't help me with like looking at statues and Bloodborne, though. Yeah, yeah. That, but there's, um, there's, yeah. That one path though, that door that's locked, that just stays locked. It was driving me crazy the entire time I was playing the game. I didn't want to beat it until I figured out how to open the door. And finally, I was like, "Well, I'm making a video, so I just I have to beat the game." But <laughs> It was only where I didn't want to beat it because I'm such a completionist. And then I found out it just doesn't open. And I found pictures online eventually um, that there's actually pictures where people would clip through it and there's just nothing there. Hmm. And then Vadi proved eventually. Well, I mean, other people proved, but Vadi showed it in his video that if you throw um, the prism stones. The coins, there, yeah, the, yeah. The coins, yeah, the shining coins there, that it actually goes through to the other side and that's where they land. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, our buddy, uh, Illusory Wall, who like did the first video. That oh, was that Illusory off. Wall who did the first yeah. one on that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, I should give Illusory Wall credit then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't know until then. I was like, oh. yeah. yeah. So, yep. so the, the 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 biggest treasures you get down here are a couple of upgrade materials and a pretty view. Yep. Which is which is worthwhile. Yeah. Moon. Binocular. Um, That's <laughs> time. Yeah. And the binocular. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I will say though the fact alone that there's a bunch of um, blood shards <clears> or not blood shards. That's what it's called, right? Blood like shards. The gems, yeah. Bloodstone shards. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. regular bloodstone shards. The bloodstone shards alone make it worth it. And yeah, I, yeah you're right. There's one gem as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, at the top of that curved staircase is a gate that you can unlock with the uh, with with the uh, hunter's crest, right? Yeah, the hunter chief emblem. Hunter chief emblem. Yeah, they got a signal that the hunt's over. You're like, guys, the hunt's over. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let me in. The gate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, everything's safe. Honest. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't worry that I trailed a bunch of beasts up behind me. So, so this cost, you know, 10,000 bones. 
Mm-hmm. Um, blood down at the down at the old uh, yeah, bone blood blood bones. Yeah, <laughs> bones bones is slang for blood. Yeah. In, in in bone born in bone storm. Oh the, god, uh, give me bone storm or give me <laughs> or no, give me bone storm or go to hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but this is a uh, uh, you know it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You buy it from the merchants and uh in the hunter's dream and not so. purely necessary. It's not necessary. It, it lets you bypass killing the blood starved beast. Yes. Which is a funny, like ease of use, anti frustration thing because if mm-hmm. you're bouncing off the bloodstorm be- blood starved beast, <laughs> you can save up money and immediately get access to a way more frustrating boss. <laughs> you know, I, at least funny. in Actually, my mind, I found Victor Amelia way easy. Yeah, I well we can, we'll we'll talk about it. I had a really <laughs> hard time with her. Whereas Bloodstar um, Beast, I had a huge amount of trouble because I was trying the parry method we were talking about. But yeah, yeah Vicar Amelia was just to me it was nothing. So I think it just depends on the person. <laughs> yeah, or the, did you did you fight her right when was was she your your third or fourth boss that you fought? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> I had a, this was this was my that one boss, um, other than than Rom. Like Rom and her were the two that that gave me a lot of trouble. Yeah, for um, me, it was always Blood Starved Beast until I finally found out, oh, you just dodge and she's really yeah. easy. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, in lieu of paying that money and skipping a whole bunch of this level, <laughs> why don't we uh, go through the door that was unlocked after the Blood Starved Beast, which is the, uh, the the Healing Church Workshop. This has a new title card and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you head up, you're, you're introduced to, there's an elevator that has a really interesting uh, trick or secret room in it. You can walk off the elevator. There's like a little passage mm-hmm. halfway through to go get some treasure, which is fun. I love it when they do that. And they do yeah. that multiple times in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's when where you get um, that formless Odin Runa I was yeah. talking about before. Yep. No, I so didn't when you're know on the that, elevator, so that's why it's not in the notes. <laughs> yeah, pay attention when you're on elevators, Ross. I do all the time. I just didn't <laughs> see it there. You just, know, just only in real life, not in no. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm not terrified. I, I, I forget what things I pretend to be terrified of here and which things I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for me to keep it straight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think I tried jumping off the bottom because like every elevator, I look below it if you come oh, out yeah. out of sequence. But so I think that seeing that, it told me okay, this elevator's on the reg. So yeah, no, it, it's 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 hiding a dark secret. <laughs> it's like all very elevators. very dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> like most. What is an elevator but a miserable <laughs> place? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Bloodborne Symphony of the First Sin. <laughs> Yeah, edition. Bring it. <laughs> Blood Rondo Symphony of the First Soul. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. the thing that's super important here in the Healing Church Workshop, just lore-wise, is first you find, or eventually you find the Holy Crest, Ludwig's Holy Crest, which mm-hmm. opens up more shop options. But the other thing, too, about this Healing Church Workshop is that this is the workshop that Ludwig was in charge of, the one mm-hmm. that we're in right now. Yeah. So Ludwig mm-hmm. himself was in charge of the healing church workshop that you're in as you're exploring this area, this upper workshop, and he was the head of it. So that's I think that's pretty important. Yeah, and this uh, the, the, this workshop is just lousy with folks. Yeah, it is. It is crawling, crawling with dudes mm-hmm. like wheelchair machine machine gunners, and then just regular, regular other hunters to the point where this feels like kind of a shooter level. Almost a little bit with the way that it has enemies covering each other with guns. It's, yeah, it's very dense. Yeah, it's, it's fortified. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting the, getting that radiant sword hunter badge, um, <laughs> which is very cool because uh, not only do, are you able to uh, get Ludwig's holy blade, which oh, is a really really gun. cool weapon. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's 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 really great. It's especially is a bigger sword. <laughs> yeah, 
I love that. Like it's a sword that fits into a, a bigger, uh, the, uh, uh, but also you're able to buy, um, fire paper and bone marrow ash, mm-hmm. um, which, which bone marrow ash ended up being very useful to me, like, mm-hmm. and becoming a really important kind of item for me throughout this game. So even though I wasn't doing a blood tinge build, like it was just useful to be able to do like, if the, especially, um, forbidden woods yeah. was when I ended up using that a lot to try to kill things from far away. Like before they, you know, could kill me, those snake headed. Mm-hmm motherfuckers <laughs> it's definitely um, something i don't use often enough and especially mm-hmm. in pvp I've, I've heard that people just love using those in pvp it's a problem with souls games for me i forget that items exist mm. yeah i, I kind of do the same thing and unless i really want to blaze through them like oh i guess i should use the fire paper because that'll help me just really rip this boss to shreds <laughs> yeah but, uh, for whatever reason especially in my first playthrough i really like playing itemless in souls games just mm-hmm. to try and see if i can do it on my own without support items yeah, it's just it's a it's you're you're depriving yourself of a tool because every situation you can get through it without it. That's how the games are designed, um, and these these kind of items are kind of are you know there to to increase your verb set and give you kind of new options to tackle these problems. Mm-hmm. It's also just my my overall problem as a gamer. When I play RPGs, I never use any healing items unless I absolutely have to, just because when I see the number tick down, I'm like, that's a limited <laughs> yeah. use thing. I don't know when I'm going to get another one. I'm supposed one. to make numbers bigger. Even even yeah. if it's just a basic potion in an RPG, I'm like, I don't I don't want to use it. That's going to mm-hmm. make it go down when I have to heal. And, and then it's yeah. the same thing with Bloodborne or Souls games, even the, using fire paper, which you can buy or you know, these, which you can buy. I just don't want to because I'm like, but then <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get it more and I don't I don't want to waste that. Yeah. yeah. It was really it, hard for me to get used to using um, just healing in games like this, like in Demon Souls especially. Yeah. Using any yeah. grass, I was just like... Mm-hmm. I need it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you played uh, Darkest Dungeon, Dave? I haven't yet and I really need to. I really it, need it, to. It'll do a good job of breaking that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you really have to use, I mean, healing, uh, you don't have healing items per se, but, uh, you have to use, like, it's a real desperation simulator. So, yeah, that's, it's looks great. I, it was just something where at the time when it first came out, I couldn't afford it. And now I can, and I'm busy with things, but I yeah. definitely want to. It's supposed to come out of early access in August. So, so wait until August to play the full, full build if it's yeah, on schedule. Might as well. might as well. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty robust even in early access and, and I'm, I'm way into it. It's one of my favorite games of of last yeah, year it's like year. i played crypto the necromant dancer early access mm. it's almost a full game it's just yeah good enough yep 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 yeah um so this area we're kind of just making a, a brief detour into um there's there, two there's two other areas it goes to yeah or three other areas two of which we're not going to talk about just yeah. yet there's one more thing about the uh, about the ludwig's uh the the uh, radiant sword um, thing. Mm-hmm. Both of the items you get from that uh, Ludwig's Holy Blade and the uh, Ludwig Rifle. They allude to the fact that these were a departure from the workshop design and that the church itself had predicted bigger threats, mm. which I think is like <laughs> kind yeah. of funny and ironic in a way because like they knew what was up. Yeah, you definitely start getting a lot more lore in this area because as I mentioned too, just with the fact that Ludwig is the one who's the creator of this church, and we found out about Ludwig way earlier when you beat the Cleric Beast. You mm-hmm. find out about Ludwig from the regular hunk, um, Hunter's Badge that you get there. But then you find out that this is his workshop. This is where he put everything in. Not only this, but he was the head of the Healing Church Workshop, very specifically Healing Church Workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the first Healing Church Hunter. Again, that's an important <laughs> yeah. uh, designation that you got to keep in mind. But 
Um, so this was his workshop, and we find out way more about Ludwig. Like I think in the, this is the item descriptions we get too, where you find out that he recruited regular Yarnamites. Yeah. Um, he recruited. Yeah. That's when they started their program too. Of um, well, yeah, just regular Yarnamites to make them hunters. So you start getting uh, different sorts of hunters through this. If if you're it's it's a chronolog it's interesting chronologically because one of the areas we're not going to talk about uh, just now just because of time um, also reinforces this where like these these are the healing church workshop because it comes after the hunters workshop mm-hmm. like this is we're dealing with like a you know we are we are several generations behind the the genesis of this event mm-hmm. and yeah. things have come and gone since then and putting that together is difficult. But with this, with the like, you know, the church anticipated these bigger beasts. We just dealt with uh, old Yarnum, which like the church infected with a plague and eventually <laughs> had burned to the ground. Like, you know, the church is no good. And if if we haven't figured that out by now, again, like we're we're not paying attention. Um, but the game is taking pains to let mm-hmm. us know that this church is not on the up and up. Right? Was that a cat? Uh, <laughs> yes, that is, that is a bonfire side cat. That is my that is Rory's my little buddy. Oh, um, yeah. He's uh he's hanging out on my lap now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so to get to the area that we are going to talk about next, we're going to skip the uh, the one that's kind of on the way. Uh we need to do a uh, a 22 drop. Yeah, 22 demon souls 22. Yeah. Not like a 22 like uh tappa 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 22. <laughs> uh, I'm the only person who actually really enjoys Cole Ross makes the 22 drop. Is what he's trying to say. <laughs> like, it's a double it's a double 2. You're like I got to go 22. Like, yeah, just you here's the I go down to the Aronoff Center. Yeah. <laughs> hit 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 up that ballerina scene. Yep. Oh, the, oh man. Am I oh. the only person that actually likes these segments? Because I hear a lot of other YouTubers bitch and complain about them, but I really like the platforming segments like this. It's like a puzzle. Like yeah. I like how it's like once you figure it out, you kind of have it. I think that if people are complaining about it, the one thing I don't like about it is just the consequence for failure is a long load time and a you know, pretty short, but like still not insignificant run up yeah. with an elevator. So that was the thing that made it frustrating for me. was just like not, you know, having too much time between attempts. Yeah, like I liked sure. puzzling it out, but the weight would get on my nerves. Yeah. I think that's a bloodborne load time problem in general. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I haven't, you know, it's better now. Like it's again, yeah. like something that, um, you know, we were talking about, uh, arcane builds not being very viable and stuff. And they've patched it since the last time we recorded. Like there's a weird way that the, this podcast is, can't be you know <laughs> tenable yeah can't be can't be totally up to date and evergreen the way we want it to be um and there are probably people who are listening like what are these people talking about you know arcane builds suck they're amazing well it's like well the, these things change you know and well, if we're complaining about, about this podcast eh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're working on that <laughs> yeah exactly we're like literally everything we talked about <laughs> we, we spent like a year on it and then we're gonna patch it with one episode <laughs> you know two episodes about the changes they made that's the actual version yeah. So, yeah. Um, like but it's again, I, people are like, "This isn't right." And I'm like, "I'm sorry." Just, yeah. I made it before they even announced DLC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the. Uh, yeah. We're 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 doing our best to. Uh, you know, I I do my best to think of this as a strength of the medium. Yep. Like it is good that this thing can evolve and change and get better. Mm-hmm. It just makes chronicling it more difficult. It is a strength of video games as a medium. It is a weakness of podcasts or anything permanent as a medium. Yeah. 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 Yep, but um, but I, I you know I generally like these drop kind of things. Where this one gets a little bit hairy for me is visibility is worse than in a lot of other uh, instances where you've uh, been asked to do these things, either mm-hmm. in two two or in the pit. Um, and this also gets better and worse depending on which uh, on which phase of the moon you're in. 
Mm. Oh, does it? Yeah. How, how so? Uh, oh, like, just the visibility. Yeah, visibility. Like the uh, the 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 app, like the atmospheric effect of uh, of the of the fog, I guess. Although it's not quite literally fog, but just the way the light bounces off of the air in these rooms and the way that they kind of like mimic that. The ambient light level is different, and so it's harder to find harder slash easier to find which drop you need to make depending on what when like when you approach this drop in the game. It's interesting. Hmm. I never noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I also have not noticed that. I guess it just um, depends on like what time you, how often you return to it and checked it out. Yep. Yeah. If um, if you ha- if you head down to the bottom, you face a you know get down to the bottom successfully, mm-hmm. um, you face a mini boss here. Yeah, this is uh, uh, unique outside of the chalice dungeons. Yeah, that, that's the reason why I call him a mini boss because he's a straight up <laughs> boss in the yep. chalice dungeons. Uh, the beast possessed soul, <laughs> which I can't make heads or tails of. He's a werewolf you- that shoots fire. Wait, oh, you know, every time I've ever dropped down there, he's always banging on the door, and I've just gotten him with one backstab oh yeah i've never actually fought him fought him i just do the backstab and he dies and i get his beast rune huh well it's a fun fight yeah i've missed out every time (laughs) every single time i've missed out on it (laughs) yeah he's a he's a fun it's a fun fight and then also if you're having a hard time with it he's too tall for the room he's in (laughs) which is probably why he's banging on that door like somebody (laughs) trapped him at the bottom of this tower Mm -hmm. or puppy um, so you can, he can't get out that door. You can cheese him through there. Pretty easy. Wait, so you don't have sympathy for old ladies, but monsters? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. I don't think I, I was going to have no sympathy for the old lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. I've literally never fought him, which is pretty crazy. And I've, I've had at least had like four saves go through that area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just my thing. I like. I see. I'm like, oh well, this is easy. I'll just backstab <laughs> it, and I just don't worry about it after that. Yeah, none of my backstabs ever killed him. Yeah, really? I backstabbed him before, but they just didn't one shot him. Yeah. So. Huh. Um. Yeah, but yeah. he drops. He drops the beast rune, which um, uh, proves that Epic Nambro and Future Press screwed us. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they did. I guess it does. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Being no, I know. I, I know it doesn't. It's just the. Uh, yeah. Like you should provide some context to that because that was like a real. You can become a beast. You can you can Make turn in, you turn into one of these. You can run around with the hair running out. You're a werewolf. I mean, I'm yeah. a little guilty. I made a video on everything we know about Bloodborne, and mm-hmm. there there was that rumor circulating around. I I mentioned I I think I said specifically it was a rumor. I didn't say it was mm-hmm. a fact. I was like, yeah, there's a rumor that you'll be able to become a yeah. beast yourself. So there was speculation before the guide came out that uh, the, the the beast stat, which uh, you know is a thing, there are items that raise or lower it. Um, mostly rays, I believe. Um, and when the guide was kind of poised to come out and was delayed, um, there was kind of illusion saying, hey, there's a lot of stuff that you guys haven't really figured out yet um, about stats and stuff like that. And people jumped to the idea that Beast would lead into some kind of like transformation, right? Yeah. As opposed to being what it actually is, which is a way for you to increase your attack over, you know, a short amount of time at the expense of increasing your vulnerability as well. Um, yeah. And people were super disappointed with the guide because of that, in spite of the fact that, like, it came with super useful, like, frame counting stuff and a whole yeah. bunch of, like, really, really useful information for, like, min-maxing this game in a way that you really couldn't, you know, thanks to the really hard work of the people who made the book. Yeah. Well, there's so also we- the fact that people were mad that it didn't say anything more when it's like, well, what are they going to do? It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, that's how the game was made. You can't really <laughs> yeah, do anything yeah, what is else. The guy? It's like, <laughs> guess what? All guy of a sudden, makers. we invented a way to do something you can't do in the game. Up, yeah. up, down, down. They could just lie. 
<laughs> the, the, the what Cole is specifically saying with like EMB screwing us is a lot of people were calling him out yeah. about that because he was saying like, hey, there's stuff you guys haven't figured out yet. Um, and there was mm-hmm. like, that's the thing that's, you know, frustrating about it is like, there's all kinds of stuff about like serrated weapon types mm-hmm. and, and, like the, and these things, the difference between beast and kin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I think it was just that bind too for him where he, he can only say so much before mm-hmm. the guide came out and the guide unfortunately came out so much longer after the game itself. Mm-hmm. That's it's just like for him, I'm sure he was on their strand of like, well, I can't say this much. And there's things I love to tell people and how do I, ambiguous mm-hmm. about it and people just immediately interpret it as the beasthood stat i mean like i, I remember kotaku quoted on something where he was just being ambiguous and mm-hmm. he didn't say anything that oh yes there's a beasthood you can turn into a beast mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. use this quote as like I, I think they use this quote to imply that you could yeah yeah it that when he he wrote like a post about it yeah uh, super it made me really mad because i was just yeah. like dog like you, you don't know people shit like <laughs> you know you're you are just doing like you do you man like you yeah. like no he wasn't doing anything wrong i was mad at the people calling him out yeah like you don't actually like you know these people are mad at you because they misinterpreted a thing like yeah that's on them you know and and what you said dave is on point where it's like he can't change what from software put in the game yeah you know like if they're if they're if you wanted to turn to a werewolf it's not in there like <laughs> be mad at you know, don't don't be mad. Like I was gonna say, be mad at from, but don't be mad at from about that. Having played Bloodborne, do you really think it would be better if you can turn to a werewolf? Like it's not about werewolves, dog. Like it is. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's also, is. people were mad because they. Uh, I don't know. They thought that he was doing it to try and sell guides and stuff. And I mean, honestly, for him, I, I can say almost positively, and he said it himself, but like he definitely makes way more money off of YouTube than the guide. Yeah. Yeah. Like way yeah. more money. And there's just like no reason for him to try to do that for money perspective. So, yeah. And they have, have a, like <laughs> some fucking, you know, good faith and like somebody whose work you enjoy. Yep. You know, like he's, he's like, he is obviously like a super nice dude. He's really open and honest about, you know, his life and everything like that. Like give him the benefit of the fucking doubt rather than just like, it's like the people who think that like if gay marriage is legal, it just guys are going to marry each other constantly for tax <laughs> reasons. Like it just like, no, you can trust some people to act like not like a conniving shithead. What is no, wrong listen, with you that you assume everyone is going to marriage is legal. I'm suddenly gay. It, it, I don't know if you would you like that. to get married, Dave? I'm glad you're reading between the lines. <laughs> it suddenly has changed my outlook on what I view as sexy. Sexy. Yeah. I'm, I'm suddenly changed. It's it's weapons grade projection. It's my is my take on it. Yeah. And it's so disappointing as to be farcical. Yeah. I just you know, don't like what is it like to live your whole life just assuming every single person is trying to screw you out of money at any all times, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also being upset that anybody else is making money. Yeah, that's frustrating. Anywho. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely true that <laughs> some people are, and that's true. But I mean, like, I, I think, you know, you got to, that's not every instance. So you, yeah. you can't just assume everybody is. I am or a huge fan of what you money, do. It's also like if someone's doing making money doing something they like, it's like, why? That doesn't make them a shill or that doesn't make them a sellout. It's like, you should be no, happy it, for them that they're. They get to make money doing something they like. That's amazing. No, that money that they're making doing what they like, it means it's money that's not going to you for doing what you like. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, your YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Bam. <laughs> uh, that, that's to, to the, you know, yeah. mm. the anonymous people out there. Anywho. Um, <laughs> after you fight but, but you get the you get the beast, get the beast rune, which... I could do a whole podcast about that topic. But that's <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's upsetting. 
<laughs> but uh, this gets you access to kind of like these lower alleys, right? Um, of uh, like below the cathedral ward. And these again are crawling with dudes. And specifically, this is the area where the uh, the kidnappers like really showed up for me. Yeah, there's there's always a kidnapper here. This kidnapper I've never had not show up. And this is the first time I got kidnapped was here um, by the bagman. But this is also like a, a tough area in general. Like I always assume this is like the shitty area of town. <laughs> yeah, um, it does feel that way, doesn't it? It totally yeah. does. It's like this is the... This is the grimy part. Yeah, it's the fire. You, you find the sweaty clothes. <laughs> yeah, like, this, is, this is where you can find the, the, oh, yeah. the damp, like the like unple- The description says something like unpleasantly damp, like, <laughs> like perpetually. <laughs> yeah, was uh, it like, was it cursed by a sweat demon? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's from. I am sauna the sweat demon. <laughs> it's funny. The first time I found it too, I also was just like. So they, you get this clothes that you can put on of just sweat drenched clothes. Like, yeah, I can't wait to put this on. <laughs> yeah, the sweaty clothes. I picked this one up. Good find. S- selling it to me. Yeah, you're, you're doing peasant role play. Yeah, you're the, like they the, got um, his clothes. <laughs> the uh, the main thing of, of note here, other than the kidnapper, is that uh, we're introduced to a new enemy here. Uh, which is the uh, the brain sucker <laughs> thing? Those yeah, bastards. This is a straight up three one mind flayer. Yeah, but the, but harder. Yep. Like a huge physical resist. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you have any kind of magic on your weapon, you're 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 laughing. But if you're just you know fighting him with an axe, it's gonna take a lot of hits. Um, so these things they're they're weird little like mind flayer guys. They they have this weird like proboscis thing that comes out of them. It's like, it's like mind. a hood. Like they're they're wearing a flesh hoodie that can drain your mind. It's so big. I know, right? It's so much bigger than their head. It's so and animate, they drain too. insight, um, which can be a bummer at this point. Like insight, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, tr- I mean, they actually changed the requirement. Fucking patch and uh, <laughs> drawing our names in water, Cole. Um, <laughs> it's a mo- this is a mandala, Gary. Yeah, it used to be that you could maybe want to be trying to. Uh, gain up to 10 insight if you want to buy the things from the insight mm-hmm. merchant but that requirement has been changed to one insight yeah. i think but so. also like this is super precious if you're trying to summon people or invade yeah. people like it's you know it's still a resource that matters for you yeah yep, yep. you know what yeah. i never noticed with these guys is that almost every instance i mean the first time i fought them um and it's only something i've only recently noticed almost mm-hmm. every time you come across one of them up until later in the game like way later in the game mm-hmm. like this instance uh there's a couple instances in, soon that you'll get to they're always right next to either a well or a tree or something that you can use to block their shot that mm-hmm. automatically s- stops you and makes it so they can come in and suckle your face yeah they're stun blast right but yeah. there's always something there like the well will stop it so you can actually utilize the environment in every area they show up until later in the game to uh, prevent them and and really use the environment to your advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. is it them specifically putting cover in for you? Like that makes sense because in a lot of other places where there are ranged enemies perched, they uh they they they, they give you that affordance. It seems like it is, and I, it's something I didn't notice until later. I was like, oh, that's really I'm cool that from it's really cool FromSoft did that, and I, it wasn't mm-hmm. something I noticed until like many playthroughs later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, so this actually leads you back up. So. <laughs> Yeah, you can uh, unlock a shortcut to Erden Capital, or you can go to the Grand Cathedral, or you can end up at the Cathedral Plaza. Yeah, um, which is the big circular area patrolled by giants filled with madmen's knowledge. Yeah, this is I, I assume where like the saints were buried or something. Like if you assume the people from the church were buried here, and you know by reading the descriptions on the madman's knowledge, it is you're actually like walking around picking up errant skulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you can dip down to a side path here, which has a, a, an awesome view of the frontier. This is like the first vista that points in that direction. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see these windmills um, out over the forest. Uh, but uh, kind of more importantly, aside from another brain sucker that's right here, you get to a very ornate door that has a password. Yes. Yeah. Which we're going to find out that password pretty soon. I'm disappointed that they, that they don't even allow you to guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's, it's, it's going to be one, two, <laughs> three. If four, if they if they built that in there where five. you just where you just kept on like incrementing it, <laughs> yeah. they would have earned a lot of respect. Sounds like an <laughs> asshole's luggage combination. Um, Spaceballs reference, nice, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll call we'll call him when we see him. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So um, this is also where you run into those flame throwing church servants. Yeah, which we mentioned. Yeah, which they uh, like that drains your health pretty quick. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the the alley where like I feel like most people in this area live. Yeah. Like this is the most NPC rich as far as like knockable doors go. I think it's the most defensible actually. Yeah. Like everything else has been like big empty buildings that have been hard to like take care of, but the uh, but the actual doors down here, you know, yeah, you can you can probably hole up. Mm-hmm. And we can gain two more NPCs for our collection. Mm-hmm. Oh, our collection of people. Our collection. <laughs> you got to collect them all. It's a Pokemon. A veritable menagerie of souls. Yep. The beautiful uh, Ariana and the even more beautiful liar man who thinks <laughs> you're lying about everything. Yep. Ariana, who I think uh, evolves into Tarantulas um, after, after you catch her. Um, this is a, a prostitute um, here who uh, she says, you know, she doesn't work on Nights of the Hunt. You can't actually, uh, you know, old dollar, which is good. Yeah. Um, the uh, but yeah, and she uh, so we send her to the chapel, which is where you should send her. Yeah, and her story progresses. Um, you know, as you as you kind of do more things, and especially towards the end of the game, all of the texts that I've read about her, like in the official guide and even online, they they they, they they're really uncharitable to her. Really? Mm. Yeah. Like in the guide, it says she you know she she lends truth to the to the phrase beauty is only skin deep. She has a very you know like direct and brutal sensibility about her it's like no she's like totally nice yeah i really like her i'm not white knighting nicer characters oh something i forgot to mention during the brain sucker though what we were talking about sorry to change the topic, <laughs> no, it's okay. but it's fine. Yeah. i think the brain sucker is also really important in the sake of this is the first time outside that weird spider-ish thing that picks you up you mm-hmm. see something really really off and You're really right. different of like yeah. this isn't just a beast this is something really strange and different it's something alien like you can't map this to something that would occur naturally right i just want to totally right yeah throw that out but yeah so back to ariana though i <laughs> I, I like her character i i always i really sympathize with her so yeah I, especially I, with her with her fate which we're not going to get into just yet but yeah. the way her quest line completes is a bummer yeah, so. yeah. Well, beyond that too, just the way she talks about herself. Now, other people are like, "She's just a whore. She can't be trusted." It's like, uh, yeah. she's like the nicest person of everybody that you meet. Uh, maybe, Haven't these people seen like, pretty women? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, and she's giving me her blood. I mean, come on, yeah. she's awesome. She's Speci- nice. Specifically, she's kind of a Magdalene figure, like, and she was pretty solid in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm, mm, mm. yeah. But the old man, um, I like the old man just because this is intentionally just as obscure as possible. 
Um, yeah. Because he won't talk to you, really. He won't engage with you until after you send Ariana away. Um, and even then, uh, he is so distrustful. Rightfully so. Like, this is the point where I realized, you know what? Maybe being a hunter isn't really a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell him to go one direction, he will go the other. Yes. So it, you should send him to Yosefka's mm-hmm. because we want to talk to him in the in the chapel, even though he is a dickhead. <laughs> and even though there is no real gameplay benefit for doing so. The weird, the gameplay benefit to doing so is that you get to talk to him and he talks shit about the other people in the chapel <laughs> and everything he says, the opposite is true. Yep. So it's like you actually get kind of insight because you know that you can't trust this guy. <laughs> you know, just knowing he's a bad piece of information, uh, bad source of information. Yeah. 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 I couldn't find um, a, I couldn't find a list of his dialogue um, on here. Otherwise, I would have included more of it. He gets sick of talking to you fairly quick. Mm. Like, I just have to keep coming back after major events and checking with him, which becomes tedious. Yeah. I haven't found all of his dialogue either. I've had him talk a lot about uh, Ariana and then um, the uh, the nun Adela, who we haven't run into. Yeah, 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 yeah. The names are almost the same. I always yeah. I forget. I'm like, oh, wait. They like the same name. They both start with the letter A and end with <laughs> the letter A. Yeah. Um, They're both palindromes. It's a real creative writing uh 101 thing not to do that they're not palindromes um, no not not to do palindromes that's no. creative writing 201 yeah. the uh did not have a bunch of characters in the story that have names that sound similar and begin with the same letter um yeah unless you're trying to draw uh equivalence between them yeah even then though it's still frustrating to read yep um yeah anywho um so we're back up to the uh the stairs we've we've explored this area we're gonna make our boss mm-hmm. run and walk on up. And there have been any number of times where we could have like con- concluded this. Like there are drops that you make, there are shortcuts that you open up, and there's a way that you're getting in here. But um, this whole staircase has a whole bunch of like diverticulas off of it that lead to other places. But you know, once you get all this open, it's a straight shot up to the you know up to the front door. Yeah, and and this is uh, this area is like complicated and sprawling and weird in an area in a way that other areas in this game aren't. Mm-hmm. I think because um, the just these little side paths and loops that don't you know they have their stuff to get down there and there's enemies to fight and some people to meet but they're not critical path at all like the critical path up to the the church is open as soon as you leave the cathedral mm-hmm. you know after you get that uh the gate open or what have you yeah. if you you know you can just kind of go on up so um you make your way past a bunch of a uh, bunch of dudes eventually you get to church servants that have these uh these crosses that are shaped kind of like the hunter's mark yep that they hit you with these crucifixes uh that inflict frenzy yeah Um, frenzy i've been looking forward to the day that we talk about frenzy even though like (laughs) these guys never successfully frenzied frenzied me Mm -hmm. like they're still easy to parry even the crucifix ones yeah so like i've never died to these guys uh but i suppose we can talk a little bit about frenzy i'll be interested dave do you hate frenzy too i hate frenzy i hate frenzy okay (laughs) seriously like if you don't hate frenzy you are a freak (laughs) you are a freak of nature if you don't hate frenzy i'm i'm normally charitable enough to say well i like the idea of blank but the execution the execution of this is so bad that the idea is nullified like yeah well the the problem with is that there's so many things you get hit with with it it's just it's not just it it builds up so fast that there's almost no way to prevent it even Mm -hmm. if you have a sedative which you can use but it builds up so quickly it's almost mm. like pointless. It becomes might as well just heal myself and just wait for it to hurt me. And, th- and that's then, assuming you have enough hit points to survive a, you know, with right. while still being attacked mm-hmm. because you get attacked it, with a thing that also does frenzy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I guess I'd be okay with it if it built up slower. It's just yeah. that builds up so quickly and that even when you get riot, uh, frenzy resistance gear that you're wearing, you're <laughs> right. wearing like the frenzy resistance um the very uh, runes. runes it's just like it still mm-hmm. feels like it doesn't do anything to really help yeah yeah 
Yeah, and and the fact that it, it, it pretty much is just time delayed instant death. Um, yeah, at this point in the game, for sure. Yeah, like until you get a pretty serious HP reservoir. And what it's supposed to map to doesn't really doesn't really make no, sense with it doesn't make sense at all. Right, like with with how with how much it goes up. Like if it was just something that 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 rose when you stood near something unsettling, right? Like it, it feels like they, they they try and do that a little bit later. You know, mm-hmm. again, unsuccessfully, but just like being hit with a stick that looks like the thing that's etched on the back of your brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't cause you to, you know, to just hemorrhage blood. Yeah. Like hemorrhage almost all your blood. Uh huh. Like I've been hit with a stick. It ain't that bad. Like you, you come back. <laughs> but have you been hit with a insane. giant cross? I know. So that I mean, I guess I should, at night. I should try that. <laughs> Don't kink the, shame. I. <laughs> um, uh, the thing is, like, when you talk about mapping, you didn't say this. I thought you were going to say something different, which is mm-hmm. that, like, if the idea is that this is an insanity mm-hmm. effect, you know, because the uh, the the more insight you have, the more susceptible you are to frenzy. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like you being overcome by this this eldritch truth. Mm-hmm. It's really unsatisfying that it just hurts you, right? And like, there's like the, there's there's some bits of lore that talk about what happens to people's minds when they gain too much knowledge that mm-hmm. kind of maps to the like the blood hemorrhaging kind of side of it. Mm-hmm. But it's still unsatisfying in terms of what, what we're expecting from this kind of narrative and what it, what it could be, which would mm-hmm. be like what actually happens when you get a lot of insight, which is badass. Mm-hmm. Like, the you know, the fact they've introduced this precedent of like, you know, insight means you see things like mm-hmm. it is, you know, that is what insight does. It shouldn't just like the intersection between physical and mental is so direct here. And I get that as like a thematic thing. And there are some things where it kind of maps to it, but it's less satisfying than if like, you know, you are more susceptible to like those inside effects. Like we talked about the inside effects for these church guys where yeah. like their lanterns have eyeballs. Like <laughs> if your frenzy meter went up, what if like, you know, there were more eyes on things and they did more attacks that you could mm-hmm. dodge and shit like that. Like. I don't know. I'm just just throwing something out there, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's a bummer that it's just bad bleed. Yeah, and also the fact that uh, the, that it gets worse the more insight you get, you know, yeah. and th- like that that is an unsatisfying way for them to make the game harder in response to insight going up. Like, oh, maybe sometimes these enemies look different and have different attacks, or sometimes you just die instantly for pretty much no reason. And. It's the only status effect in any Souls game that keeps going up after you've removed the source of it. Yep. That's excruciating. Like, you can't get away from it. Like, whenever one of those, not the brain sucker guys, but like guys that you meet eventually further on, you kill it. The real, I, you know what I'm talking about. But like, yeah, uh, yeah. The eventual guys, like, whenever I kill it, I'd be like, finally, I killed it. And it's still going up. I'm like, damn it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop I can only frenzy. carry 10 sedatives. <laughs> like, that's a, that's so bad. Yeah. And also, uh, I, have, I always have to keep them ready, but I never know when insight's going to, or when Frenzy's yeah. going to hit. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate Frenzy. It's a real loser of a mechanic. Plus, that eventual creature who casts on you is also a real heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. So, if you use yeah. a sedative to stop Frenzy, then it's probably going to hit you with its yeah. other attack, which might kill you in itself. Yeah. So, it's just, uh Lose, lose. Uh. Yeah. It's real bad. <laughs> Um, so let's go into the cathedral <laughs> yeah. and those, I gain some more insight. Statues. Those oh, statues, those statues. That's, a, that's great, though. <laughs> yeah, that's again, cool. normally like all the statues we, we've seen have had their eyes occluded, right? Or they've mm-hmm. at least been vaguely humanoid. This one is extremely vaguely humanoid. Again, that unsettled, you know, it, well, what's the name for the phobia of holes and things? Like that's oh, yeah. that yeah it's it's a thing like if you look at like there there are people who can't look at like lotus pods or those or those frogs that birth their kids from holes in their back 
Well, I can't look at really? them either, but it has nothing to do with the phobia. Well, yeah, like, no, but it, it's uh, it might be either a legitimate legitimate phobia or a special snowflake term for a thing that bothers most people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's unsettling to see a bunch of holes in what you presume would be fleshy, you know, like face matter, right? This is not mm-hmm. <laughs> the things that are venerated in this cathedral are not human um, or divine in the way that we, you know, associate the divine being heightened human. I mean, yes. the heads of these things are not even human shaped at all. Right. They're, they're completely they're like almond shapes heads yeah. and completely yeah. different looking. And when you look at it, you're like, it, this is the grand cathedral. This mm-hmm. is the most important center stone of the church. And the fact that this is what's lining the the entrance, the grand staircase, it's again another questionable thing. If you're like, wait, what what is this? What does this mean? <laughs> yeah, they're they're Mr. Peanuts. <laughs> like they're, they're, you're, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of peanut gods. Yes, peanut is the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> yeah, they, they they got peanut head. Um, but it's this long walk up, um, mm-hmm. and eventually you go you look down this like beautiful, you know, cathedral down to this altar at the end where there's a woman who is praying, mm-hmm. and uh, you can listen to her for a while here if you want to. Like she talks during the cutscene too. I think you can hear her if you get close enough without triggering the thing as well. Yeah, you can hear and, her whole like benediction that she's yes. saying, which uh contradicts itself I think like seven times. Mm. <laughs> Is it not true that you had uh, <laughs> yeah. that it was false that you were told not to Oh, Alvina became a great one. I yeah. gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so oh, she There's she's also doing... a note here by the way. I don't oh. in the in the ba- base of the grand cathedral. Burr? What does the There's note an, say? Remind me of the note. The note that you find at the base of the Grand Cathedral says, Heir to the ritual of blood, purveyor of ministration, place your hand on the altar's sacred covering and inscribe Master Lawrence's adage upon your flesh. So this mm, is yeah. a lore note, you know, one of those notes that you find at the very, very base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, that's important. It's going to be very important because we get this name, Lawrence, who I don't think we've heard before, but we're going to hear again very shortly. Yeah, yeah who's a very important character. Um, who are heading um, yeah. up. And then with Vicar Amelia, immediately we hear kind of reciting a sort of adage, but um, yeah, get, that we want old blood. She's telling us that we want some old blood, mm-hmm. and that's what she wants. Seek the old blood. Let us pray. Let us wish to partake in communion. communion. Let us partake in communion and feast upon the old blood. Yeah. And cool. When you said that, like, it's contradictory, um, that actually makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. when it we does. kind of learn more about the the goals of the church <laughs> on its face. It, it like, it, it is completely baffling, but it's, it's a really nice riddle to solve. Yeah. Like it was well, a riddle to solve. And also it makes me wonder if like, because now that we, you know, we know the church is not on the up and up and everything. Like there are probably people in the church who don't actually know the full extent <laughs> of what the church is doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of, just kind of true believers. And it would make a lot of sense that some of those people are these people, uh, like this character here who, you know, is, is a victim who is succumbing to something. It also shows the time passage that we're starting to see. Cause we already talked about it with the abandoned workshop compared to the normal workshop, this time mm-hmm. passage. And then especially with the thing that we're going to find out more about the old blood that I, I believe we're going to be talking about. So that's kind of why I'm mentioning it. Um, with her talking about we want this old blood and what she's saying, and she's a vicar. That means she's really high up in the church. She's a really yeah. high up member, and she wants this old blood, which we're going to find out contradicts what the church was initially supposed to do and their initial mm-hmm. reasoning. And the fact that that's how long it's been, that things have kind of cycled around through the church and completely changed. And 
also the fact of how much they really want blood or blood is so important to them and they've been using it for such a long time that they want this old blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and all of this, you know, after you approach, after you listen to this benediction, you walk up, you fight, uh, you know, you get this little cutscene where you're introduced to Vicar Amelia, who we've been talking about. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> she is a. I think that she has a goofy-looking design in her beast form. Yeah, um, the, the, the transformation is anything but goofy, though. Like this is the no, first time true. you've. This is the first time you've seen this, and presumably the cleric beast went through this, you know, as well. But um, I th- man, hey, hold on. Is that what you're hearing when you're climbing the ladder? Oh fuck! To go up to Gilbert's thing is is the cleric beast transforming? Oh wow, that's pretty good. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it probably is. I like that. Oh, a lot. The other thing, the other thing too, we see it with Father Gascoigne. He also changes. Yeah. In battle, mm-hmm. not yeah. not as much. He doesn't become mm-hmm. as huge of a beast. But then we found out with the cleric beast that the more associated you are with the church, apparently the bigger and worse of a beast you become. <laughs> and now yeah. here with the vicar of the church, she becomes an even bigger beast than the cleric beast because she's the vicar. Yep. Yeah, because she's because she's been you know chowing down on more blood and the fact that this this horror this horror game that delights in gore um chooses to obscure this with shadow shots right yeah <laughs> and she looks like a big old puppy dog <laughs> well, she, yeah but yeah she ends up turning like a looking like a reindeer puppy dog like a like a deer wolf yeah, yeah. deer deer yeah like my favorite <laughs> indie band from, you know the that period of time where every band indie band was a deer or wolf bear variant. um <laughs> the uh she, I like the way that her, like the the kind of skin and cloth hangs on her. It's suggestive, mm-hmm. and in front of her eyes, which is suggestive of a wedding dress, mm-hmm. like a wedding veil. This always yeah. looked like like a sad, you know, uh, like dressed up for a wedding and and got stood up. That's pretty also good. important to that too is that she has bindings covering her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So even in her beast form, she cannot see. Yep. Yeah, she says, which suggests the higher levels of the church. We'll find out later when we start learning about the choir and everything like that is a specific to the uh, to the upper echelons yeah. of the church affectation. Right, right. So definitely, yeah, because Cleric Beast could see. I think Cleric Beast, I mean, Father Gascoigne, he, he didn't. He was blind, but Cleric Beast, um, yeah, he... Yeah, you could. See. Yeah, you could see see that guy. Yeah, he's got eyeballs. So. Yep. Yeah, and also, you know, like when we see her in the cutscene at the start, she, uh, she, she in her beast form is grasping this locket. Right? Yes, this, uh, this, this uh, gold lovey that she has, and this ends up giving her some power and contributes to why people find this fight pretty frustrating. Yeah, I. It's good. We're good. So we're gonna talk about the fight a little bit. Um, but it's gonna be interesting because I had a one hundred percent different experience than it sounds like. <laughs> at least Dave did, and maybe Cole were like, yep. I found this really hard. Like I, I fought her right away, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as I could get to her and I just couldn't out damage her. Um, like I learned her attacks. She, she has a wide variety of attacks, like a very wide variety of attacks. They're all pretty slow. Like you can dodge them. They're not impossible to dodge, but kind of her gimmick is about when she's down to about half health, she starts healing. Like she mm-hmm. d- does shoot two giant leaps back, like to get really far away from you to drain your stamina before you can go up to try to interrupt her. And then, uh, praise, with this locket 
and heals herself. And if you can't outpace that healing and you don't know to throw numbing mist at her, mm-hmm. um, that's it for you. Like if you're not doing enough damage, cause she'll just keep doing it. Yeah. Like she doesn't stop. She doesn't have a limited number of times she can do it or anything. Mm-hmm. So I just I wasn't doing enough damage. And she already has way too much HP. Not like way she, too much, but like she has more HP than, you know, the, the major bosses she, we fought so She's a tanky far. boss. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the reason I didn't have too much trouble is because she's honestly never healed for me once. And I fought her at least four or five times at this hmm. point. And I huh. think part of that is I treated her like a Dark Souls boss. And it's something I'm very, that I was familiar with where she would attack me and I'd immediately dodge and avoid it and then just start laying in, wailing into her as much as I could. And then she'd attack me and I'd dodge and just repeat. And then as soon as I made it so she gets um, wary or fall her head down, then I'd do a visceral attack on her and just keep on just wailing the hell into her. Mm-hmm. And I just had no mm-hmm. trouble wailing into her, unlike um, what was hard for me when I first did it with uh, the Bloodstar Beast where you're so badly punished if you mess up once that it's, yeah. it's frightening to, to wail on it. With her, she doesn't yeah. do enough damage to you where you can pretty much heal right away. So I was like, oh, she doesn't hurt me for that much. So I'll just wail the hell into her. And if she hits me, fine. I'll heal and then keep on doing it. So mm-hmm. I, I was really aggressive against her every time I fought her. She doesn't heal for that much, but what would happen is, is she would just outpace me yeah. because I would run out of healing potions. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. could always get a way to heal, but eventually... And then... What happens is it sets in with the, uh, oh, I have to go farm for blood vials. <laughs> I hate my life. And I, why did I dedicate myself to this podcast? I hate this. Um, and then would have to yeah. go do that and then had to do that several times. Like I spent like a good solid day on this this lady. Yeah. And yeah, blood vial farming is. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a, another bad mechanic in the bad mechanic parade. Yeah. Um, but like I I was very mad and upset. So like, but you guys totally had different experiences. So yeah. I don't know. Like I have, I was, I wish I had like video footage of me fighting and I like, <laughs> hear it and see like, what am I doing wrong? I can, I can believe it. Like for me, it took me like three tries. And okay. I think that it kind of speaks to a weakness of this kind of leg of the game a little bit, because think about the the run of bosses that you fight, Gascoigne excluded. Oh, there's a cleric beast. There's a big beast type guy. There's the blood star beast. There's a big beast type guy. Here's Vicar Emula, a big beast type, you know, kind of person. All of them have kind of taught you to be more aggressive than the, than the next. And I fell into Dave's camp of like, I just kind of stayed up on her and even her like getting far enough away. I used her healing break as an opportunity to like wail into her. And I like either negated that or ex- or negated her healing or exceeded it by taking advantage mm-hmm. of that opportunity, which I know you have the same progression. Like you're, you're not bad at these games. Like you're not, probably yeah, better, but yeah, like I ran up and hit her during the time when yeah, she was yeah. not Yeah. But, but for some like, reason that was more fruitful for me than the, 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 yeah. the, than it sounds like it was for you. See, it's well, what, possible with what you're saying, Cole, about her healing that maybe I just didn't even realize she was healing. Cause I was just mm-hmm. wailing on her so much. I was like, ah, it's doing good. I'm wailing <laughs> yeah. on her. I didn't even notice she was healing. Well, yeah. one thing like reading online, so it's not again, like I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm also not alone about this because like other people mm-hmm. find her to be a roadblock. Um, like that, that's a. This is Bob's one boss as well. Um, Got to talk to him about it. We've commiserated <laughs> about her, and part of it might be weapon selection as well. Um, because I was using the the axe, which I really like that weapon. But I've read online about the cane being really good because it hits her head more. Yep. And her head is her weak spot. Um, what weapon were you using on your your first run through, Dave? Sock lever. Sock lever. Same here. So, and that's going to get a bonus against beast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, that's going to be a thing as you know, so it could be, that could be part of it. I, I just, I don't know. I had to come back and fight her later. It's also because 
when I got to the desperation point where I had to farm for blood vials, I also was like, okay, I'll summon help. And there for the longest really time, bad at these games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I mean, what you're saying though, I, I didn't interrupt, but like what you're saying no. though, I, I know like, cause I, I did the let's play and I had a lot of people commenting that Vicar Amelia was really hard for them mm-hmm. and that blood yeah. beast was really easy for them. So, you know, everyone's going to have different experiences yeah. with each boss. We, we talked you, about summon, you said you had to summon with her though. I tried to, but for a long time <laughs> there was a, a glitch where you couldn't yep. summon for her. And then after the specific to Amelia glitch, there was the glitch that was if your PS4 went into sleep mode, it disabled summoning. Yep. Listen, it's not a glitch. It's called anti-scrub mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The game just wants you to get good. Yeah, exactly. I, I, was, I was so good. Like I would get down to like, I'm literally like, I'm not really getting hit. I just can't out damage this person. Like person mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever this person is who do they think they are like i just couldn't like out damage or i wasn't doing enough damage mm-hmm. um and it just got just so immensely frustrating like yeah. oh I also because the took this took me three tries i did one try and i was like oh i'm gonna see what's off to the left of this and i went and did hemic because that area is so cool yeah and i came back after hemic to you know to to, to do this so that might also have given me an edge yeah, yeah i was hemic first this is just because I want to get runes. I mean, before I even <laughs> knew, I, I did Hemwick first just because I knew there was a big bad boss here. And I was like, well, let me go explore everything before I go fight the big bad boss. Yeah. yeah. So and, and that probably did impact a little bit because I was this was my third boss. Mm-hmm. You okay. know? So like as opposed to fifth. I think um, this was my fourth boss. So I think I did before, before Blood Starved. Right. I did. Well, no, I did Blood Starved. I did Hemwick. I did. Oh, I guess it would have been my fifth then because mm-hmm. of Blood Starved and all that. So. Yeah, it was my fifth. So, yeah. <laughs> Which was really funny when everybody was trying to avoid spoilers um, in the first couple days, saying, oh, yeah, my third boss was crazy. Oh, you mean the one that gives you poison? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <man. laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I forgot that. You're right. You can face her third. You can face her second. Hell, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You can face her first. Yep. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh fuck! Because yeah, cleric beast is optional. So right, but you can skip Father Gascoigne. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, you can you can through glitches actually. Yeah, really? But like, yeah, it's, which I think have probably been patched out. But like speedrunners. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 I, yeah. I know what you're talking. Where you do like yeah. the little hop and skip thing over yeah. at the wall. Oh, I guess yeah. Because no, 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 you can't. You actually can't go to Vicar Amelia that way. Hmm. I, I tried. I did it, and I, I if you go backwards, you know that whole like blocked off area where you need the adage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's close. Oh, you yeah, you can't go there. back through there. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Hmm. So second, second is the earliest you can you can fight her. Yeah, I recommend fifth or sixth, but <laughs> yep. that's that's just me. Yeah. Um, her, 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 HP, like, her HP definitely lends at that lends to that. I think. Yeah, like you you might have like so if people are are playing it or bouncing it off it or having are just doing this area now, like give it a shot. Yeah, and then if you're having a hard time, don't feel bad about coming back. Yeah, like go left. Fire paper really helps on her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fire paper and she's a beast. So Molotovs will work as well. You just you're gonna run out of them before you you know get it f- further down. But it may give you that edge you need. Um, yeah, although really I would recommend up. I would recommend using them at the start to get her down to half. That way, that way you're both healing at the same time, as opposed to yeah, yeah. Um, the cool thing though is after <laughs> you beat her, you get this locket. Which you can you can eat. It's the closest thing this game has to boss souls, even though it doesn't mm-hmm. give you that much information. Um, you can eat it for a blood gem that gives you uh, plus twelve percent against beast. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, but the really cool thing is you uh, her altar is now open to you. Mm-hmm. 
And she was guarding. Yeah. What, she, what, was, like, what was she praying to? Well, <laughs> like she was praying to the burst skull of Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, which gives you a cutscene that is monumentally important. Yes, also it, monumentally important is that it's proven through interview yeah. that it's Lawrence's skull. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't like, like, like the, the, the proof isn't going to come until much, much later. Yeah. Um, in the in the in the sequence of the show, but like, yes, it is, you know. And and Lawrence, as mentioned in the note that you laid out, <laughs> um, Dave, you know, is is really foundational to the church. So this is the closest thing they have to a relic of their savior, right? Yeah, the, the founder yeah. of the church. Yeah, this is uh, this is like the hand of Paul. And this is the cutscene, and because I like the dialogue here and so much, it's I'm just going to include it. It's a beast head too. I mean, it's also like, it's oh, a that's beast true. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's exploded. It's it's burst open as a beast. Um, I'm going to just include all the audio from this because I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the voice acting here is really good. Fantastic. Master Willem, I've come to bid you farewell. Oh, I know, I know. You think now to betray me? No, but you will never listen. I tell you, I will not forget our adage. We are born of the blood, made men by the blood, undone by the blood. Our eyes are yet to open. Fear the old blood. I must take my leave. I'm assuming you're using my version I made for Buckborn. Yeah, the, the, I'm just going to use you saying that. I'm going to cut together things you've said. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know do if you saw that scene. video, but my Buckborn video. But I, I just changed it and did a voiceover where it's all he. I just replaced the word blood with butts. In this entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, Buckborn. We are made. Yeah, man. the old butts. butts. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Made whole by the butts. Um, <laughs> this, this is a really ages podcast. The. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm I'm hating on the, the old lady and I'm talking about fearing the old butts. Yeah. <laughs> um but what we just heard um after our goofing, or before our goofing rather, is a conversation between uh between Lawrence and Willem. Yes. And at this point, how do we know about Willem? Have we no, heard about no, Willem this yet? this is this is, is our first, first kind of indication to him. And like, so th- th- this this is told visually, you know, like we're we're hearing we're, you know, we're listening in on a conversation, and visually, this is a bunch of shaky, blurry um, close ups on people as mm-hmm. they're talking in silhouettes and stuff. And you know, Willem kind kind of looks like the Pope a little yeah. bit, like he's he, he's he's very papal in his appearance, and uh, and, and you get the sense that, that that Lawrence defecting is some kind of huge, uh, you know, kind of like hit to the church, right? You you think that? Yeah, you think that, but it's not. No, it's like, like quite exa- the opposite. Like that, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna learn that eventually, but that's it. Does seem like that? It seems like mm-hmm. a young churchman going off his own way mm-hmm. at this point. Um, this is lore wise. This is the schism that like sets the kind of really the kind of two halves of the game. And I keep talking Mm -hmm. about the game changing gears. Yep. The first half of the game has kind of been 
the Lawrence half. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is kind of the climax of that. It's chronologically the new order that is attempted to make itself look like the oldest order. Yes. And the Willem half is what we're going to be moving into eventually after we do some side areas first. Yeah. Um, which, to, in my mind, is the cooler of the two kind of things. Like, I mean, obviously the whole story is a holistic thing and um, is, is really cool together, but that's when the game really came alive for me. I mean, my favorite part is the fact that the entire second half that we get after this, or probably a little bit more than the second half is, uh, I they com- kept it completely secret. It's just yeah. so cool to me, the fact that all of it was completely under wraps. No one knew, everyone just thought it was about beasts and all that. So it's yeah. just really cool. But the other thing with this cutscene is when I first watched it, I had no idea what the hell was going mm-hmm. on. So it's definitely one of those things that when you watch it later, when you know more about the lore, you're like, wow, this was really important. And yeah. you don't quite realize just how important <laughs> this is. I love that. I, lo- I love when something old is given new context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very, very cool. Um, I, I man, And just the end of it is just like chilling, like the last mm-hmm. little bit of like, where's Willem alone? Mm-hmm. You know, By and the just gods, like, Lawrence, fear, fear it. it. Yeah, like that's yeah. so good. Like, it's, a, it's a warning. Oh my gosh, so good. Oh, and yeah. here too, what I was talking about with Vicar Mealy, and now I can say it a little bit more now that we've played this dialogue, is this contradicts exactly what Vicar Amelia <laughs> was just saying. Yep. Where she's saying, mm-hmm. seek the old blood. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence even says, I'm going to fear the old blood. And you get the adage from him, and it still is fear the old blood. That's still his <laughs> adage. He has yeah. this adage, and somehow it's become warped over time through the church. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's like, I mean, the thing is, like, they didn't, you know, like, I always struck, like, Lawrence saying, like, you know, kind of paying lip service to this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I always kind of saw it as that. Like, he's saying fear the old blood, but his actions don't really speak it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll fear it. Like, I'm, I'm careful. I can handle a gun, Dad. You know, and then just, no, you can't. Like, <laughs> this is, you know, you're not paying proper respect to this. Thing. The way I kind of took it, and again, this is just interpretation, so yours could be totally right. My interpretation was that he he did actually respect it, but it's been a long time. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, the church is so in the blood with Odin, where they worship Odin, the god of blood. We've seen that there's clearly been a lot of cycles already with the mm-hmm. healing church workshop. People have gone and died. He's dead himself. Mm-hmm. And we find out about the healing blood, and that's we found out from Gilbert that this is what the church does. They're the ministers of blood. Yeah that it's possible that over time as things kept on going with the church and he died a long time ago, yeah. that there was so in the blood that it just got warped over time. And eventually yeah. they were just like, no, you know what? Blood is good. And, we, <laughs> yeah. we the good. and you know, yeah. they obviously know the problems with blood as we found <laughs> out with, with the fact that they well, expected the, the bigger beast and all that. But I kind of took it as like, well, they're trying to experiment on all different types of bloods. And you know what? Maybe old blood is not that bad. Maybe it's not as bad as he was <laughs> saying it was. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is something where he really yeah. just didn't care that much. So it, it could go either way, and obviously the outcome is going to be the same regardless. Yeah. yeah, I could totally see it being the case where the immediate benefits of the blood because like heals your wounds, like that's yeah. crazy useful, right? Yeah. And the, you know the, the the fact that it kind of elevates the uh, the, the the choir above everybody else, and you know, it kind of seems like the origin of that is kind of kept secret from the from the from the people. Like I could totally see just in a in a cynical kind of way. Well. Ours isn't the old blood. The old blood is like the Bergenworth way, like what they got from there, but just kind of like moving on to justifying it and that justifying the same action with or a different action with the same words. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, so I guess like the the only thing with that, Dave, with with Lawrence not being a bloodman Mm -hmm. is wondering what the schism was over, you know, because like most of my understanding 
is that that this actual and we can't keep talking like we really can't keep <laughs> yeah. talking about this because yeah, we're, we're, we're at the ceiling we're at the ceiling of spoiler stuff but like that kind of the difference in philosophy between these two characters i always assumed was a like on some level a pro and anti-blood yeah oh no, I, I completely agree with that don't get me wrong i completely yeah. agree with that but i think mm-hmm. that and again, this is my interpretation. So I, I, the way I'd interpreted it was that the church had come up with their own sort of blood based off of the old blood. Gotcha. That it was like some blood they found that healed. and Because they keep on trying to do different types of bloods. And you find out eventually about vile bloods and all these different kinds of bloods gotcha. that they had. Gotcha. And I just interpreted it to be like the old blood was the specific kind of blood that like you're supposed to be afraid of as opposed yeah. to in general. But maybe I'm, I'm comp- now that you say it, I'm like, maybe I'm completely wrong on this. We know from Alfred where the first blood came from, right? Yeah. We know that it's from this it's from this labyrinth that is beneath the city itself, you know, like beneath the known world. Right. And that's where it came from. And I could totally see that being used as a distinction between, um, you know, the, the, the old and the new, especially considering where the new blood comes from. Yeah. And that's kind of what I thought was like, okay, maybe they experimented, they found this type of blood that they did experiments on that they changed in some way that made it. So it healed you. And they're like, Oh, this is good. (laughs) This is good blood. But that old blood, that old shit, eh, let's not use that stuff because that's bad. And then over time, the church kind of wrapped around. was like, no, we're not, we want all blood. All blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, the way that you said it, you're right. Maybe it was just like, oh, yeah, he just was like, eh, whatever. It's all blood. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like I always kind of took this as like and this is kind of a trope story, but like mm-hmm. the young the young buck who thinks that he, you know, he's going to experiment with power. Yeah. You know, because he thinks that he knows better than the, this kind of thing. Like I always kind of thought of, of Lawrence in that way. But, you know, again, we don't totally know. Like, the, the, we could all be right, you know, about, about this stuff. And that's the cool thing about these games is that, like, it's just an evolving interpretation. And I could yeah. also read something tomorrow that makes me think differently. Mm-hmm. But right now, I always assume that he's just saying, no, I won't forget it. Honestly. Okay, Dad. Okay. No, I'll be careful. I'll be careful. I'll be back. All right, bye. You know. Yeah, no, I, I totally see that. And I'm kind of reevaluating it. I'm like, mm, yeah, that does make sense. Oh. Yeah. Mm. No. In either case, this advances the, the day-night cycle. So now we are into the night. Um, but before we continue on to, uh, you know, the next area, which is going to be uh, Hemic, uh, Eternal Lane, we're doing our special episode. Yeah. We do these every once in a while. And we are doing this on fan art. Um, mm-hmm. so we're going to be doing, um, little, like little interviews talking about people, kind of people in the fan art community, um, who do things specifically. We're going to talk to, um, our friend, Allison Baker, who mm-hmm. does, uh, Lego dark souls tumblr.com. We're going to be talking to, uh, solo. Um, which is spelled a little bit differently. You may know her work though. Um, she's at okay sunshine on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, who does really, really kind of amazing, uh, portraits, like picture stuff of souls thing. Yeah. And a third guest that I don't <laughs> have, who's interested and is not yet confirmed, but I'm really excited about, not and really. I will tell you guys off mic. <laughs> um, but the, uh, so we're just a little three-way interview talking to people like, what about this series and what about this stuff inspires people to want mm-hmm. to make their own art and uh, what that process is like. Yeah. And if anyone hasn't seen it, Solo also made a messenger where you can change the text of the messenger through art that you can <laughs> yeah, download and make whatever you want. It's really it's super good. cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, she's great. Uh, and then also, you know, I met her uh, at the same same event that I met Dave in real life. And uh, she's really nice. So, yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, she's also a real cool person. So and uh, yeah, so uh, that is the next episode. Yeah. And then we'll be back with the, with the regular one. Um, Dave, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, we really appreciate, appreciate it. it. No, thanks for having me. Sorry for interrupting a couple of times. No, no, no. It's great. Like it's, it's, you know, (laughs) the the people didn't hear it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it, well, not only that, but also like, it's just really good that you're, uh, you know, bump, you know, busting in with stuff because it's like, mm-hmm. it's all good stuff. Um, remind people uh, where they can find you online. Like Twitter uh, yeah, so you guys can find stuff. me at Dave Control Live on Twitter or Dave Control. I've actually switched the YouTube name, although I think Dave Control Live still finds it because it's not live. And I was like, that's <laughs> stupid. Uh, so yeah, so YouTube's my main hub. Check me out, Dave Control Live or Dave Control. Or you can go to um, Twitch. It's Dave Control Live on Twitch, although I'm more of a YouTuber. So mm-hmm. yeah, lots of Bloodborne stuff, comedy, fun, retrospectives of older games. I just started a new history show called Chronicles of Gaming. Mm. Um, so yeah, just check it all out. Yeah. Hey, let's see. I haven't watched that one yet, but it's on the Amiga, right? Uh, I, my first episode was on the Magnavox Odyssey. Oh, okay. Odyssey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just confused with old... Uh, the Odyssey, the, I guess, mm-hmm. is in an old computer. But... The, well, it's the, the Odyssey is the very first video game console of all time. Yeah, yep. with the overlays. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Light gun. Yeah. yeah very cool. Um, yeah, so and then that's recommended. That comes with a recommendation from us. Yes. should definitely do that. Thank you so much. Cool. All right, so um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Dave, we let Dave go. His time mm-hmm. super valuable, but um, and uh, we keep saying this, but like every time <laughs> we have somebody on, we spend like a couple of minutes just being like, "Wow, what a nice guy." Yeah. Um. So you know, check out his stuff. Yeah. And uh, and we really appreciate his time. Cool. What can people do if they want to help us out? Well, if they would like to help us out, they can go to uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, those with acute ears might uh, recognize that the audio is a little bit better in this episode, uh, specifically because we reached a milestone and uh, I was able to put Dave through a nice new preamp and processor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same one that I'm going through and the one that Gary's going through. And uh, now the third chair gets that nice little bit of magic along with the uh, the, the, the the new computer that I bought for that, the uh, little HP Stream Mini that doesn't have the crazy impedance mismatch that caused a little bit of clipping on the old ones. Uh, all of this is good stuff that we would only <laughs> we are only able to afford because uh, because of your generosity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get cool little stuff in return, little physical things, little uh digital things you know we try to show our gener- you know our appreciation whenever we can yep. um so every little bit counts you know if you got a couple bucks a month rattling around the old bank mm-hmm. account yeah um at, a, at the blood bank <laughs> account uh send it on over yep. if you don't though mm-hmm. um there are other things you can do as well uh you can tell a friend but mm-hmm. you can post about it on a message board or your blog um you can join us on facebook and uh, talk to us there at uh, facebook.com. We are so close to a thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I talked over the URL. That is facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Yes. <laughs> um, forward slash close to a thousand forward slash like us on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is uh, people, you know, post things who aren't us, mm-hmm. post cool links and uh, commiserate about bosses and <laughs> talk about their experiences. So it is a cool place to, uh, to check that out. And then yeah. we also appreciate that. If you're trying to share us on social media or if you're trying to uh, talk about us on a blog and you want to link to a particular section of uh, one of our episodes, we do all of our stuff through SoundCloud. So you can actually Mm -hmm. go to that, uh, click the little share button on our website, and you can point to a particular time code. Uh, That's something that not a lot lot of people know you can do, and that's one of the main reasons why I have us on SoundCloud. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you know, spread the word if you like the show. Um, we really appreciate it. And then yeah. iTunes ratings, reviews, those things are all useful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if you have things to say about um, Hemet Carnal uh, Lane, mm-hmm. uh, Lane, go ahead and, uh, and and hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, the guest for that is still up in the air right now. So yeah. we'll let you know uh, during the next episode who's going to be on that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably about it. I think that's about it. Cool. Yeah, so. All right, so yeah, until next time, what should they do, Cole? Were it not for fear, death would go unlamented. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs>